All right, hockey fans, listen up because we've got something special cooked up for playoff season. It's called the Daily Faceoff Playoff Parlay Challenge, and it's going to add some serious spice to your playoff experience. Now, here's the deal every playoff game, you're going to be faced with a handful of questions. It's like your own personal playoff puzzle, and it's free to join. And there are prizes because who doesn't love winning stuff? Daily winners, you're getting hooked up with gift cards. Treat yourself to some nation gear or maybe even your favorite jersey. And for the big dogs, the people who can win an entire round, it's straight, cold, hard cash. We're talking about real dough for your hockey knowledge. So lace up those skates, stretch those thumbs, and get ready to show off your hockey IQ in the daily face-off playoff parlay challenge. Sign up today and play every game day at games.dailyfaceoff.com and prove your puck prowess. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com achieve today. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Rolling through a lovely Monday afternoon. Hey, it was nice to get a little bit of a little snow uh, outside uh, this morning. I know some of you may don't like the uh, shoveling, but uh, I don't mind it at all, especially uh, especially when we need it. So uh, I will uh, I will take it for sure, and uh, we'll see uh, see if any more comes. I know the skiers out there would like some. Uh, hey, anybody who has a tree uh, would like some. Anybody who doesn't want to live in uh, fire all summer would like some. So that uh, I'm not. I don't want to negate. I don't want anybody complaining about the snow. Because uh, all I got to do is take two seconds to read the uh, the weather report and realize we need some moisture. New question about it is the Gregor Show presented by PlayAlberta.ca. And uh, hey, maybe you can uh, get on a little bit of a hot streak. If you've uh, never played, use the uh, promo code SPORTS50. You know, get your free $50 wager at PlayAlberta.ca. And it's time now for our big guest of the day brought to you by the Hockey Super League, a premier hockey solution with a clear path for long-term development, offering uh, borderless hockey, including provincial and cross-province competition. Go to hockeysuperleague.ca for more information. Uh, Andy Petrillo from uh, CBS Sports uh, joins us uh, once again. Uh, Andy, uh, good afternoon. How you doing? Good. I, I, I'm testing out a new microphone. I'm about four years late to the party and oh. getting a proper microphone mm-hmm. when doing anything. These radio hits, podcasts. Do I sound better? Uh, I think you sound a little Does clear. It, yeah, a little clear. 
little clear. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe, maybe. Welcome to the land of like audio. Andy. Oh, there. Yeah. yeah. There. Hey, Andy, you know, welcome to 2024. <laughs> right. Uh, what do you do for a living? Well, I'm in media. Is that a microphone? I'm not sure, but uh, we like, will try, we'll try this one. <laughs> Uh. I bought new lights too. I just haven't set them up yet, which is why if anyone can see this, I'm still a little bit in the dark. I'm figuring it out, Jason. It just uh. takes me a little time. Like whenever I do Instagram uh. and I'm putting out a picture and I'm writing, you know, whatever tag people, you know, the youngins or did you post it yet? Did you post it? I said, Instagram should be called later gram for me because it just takes me a while. There's nothing instant about what I do. I'm always like later I'll post it. Uh, it yeah. takes me a while. I'm sure. not I'm not embarrassed to say any of this. All right. Well, that's all right. That's okay. Um now, uh let's start with uh well we'll build this up. I guess we'll start with some bad news. Another injury to uh, Alfonso Davies and now the question is going to be ready for March 23rd or, or not and you know he's just had a real bad string of injury luck uh for Davies right now. Um I mean I I literally have a list right in front of me because I remember even when we were doing updates and reports on one soccer especially during that World Cup qualifying year it just really started to pile up and I went how bad is it so I mean literally from 2018-2019 he has missed between uh and a lot of it is knee which is kind of concerning for me but knee and ankle thigh problems those are really big for Alfonso Davies and I am, I'm not even going to try to pretend that I'm any kind of athletic therapist, physiotherapist, because this guy is in incredible shape. He is absolutely ripped. I mean, I'd be surprised if he had 2% body fat. But what I hear from certain people, again, who work with these athletes, sometimes a lot of those tendons can then end up being really tight. And all it takes is literally misstepping by a millimeter and you can pull something. Um, and of course, sadly, he did miss some time where he got COVID and then ended up having some heart issues, which really kept him um, out of commission for about 84 days. He missed a lot of Canada's World Cup qualifying games, had the hamstring issue even before the World Cup started. Um, and then he had, I thought I had heard it all, uh, between upper and lower and everyone trying to avoid, you know, any kind of scientific name. But then the most recent one he had was torn muscle bundle. Uh, that kept him out for almost two months. And he's just recently returned. And now there's, you know, the they're saying twisted knee. Sometimes I think things get lost in translation uh, in Germany, but it sounds like an MCL. So not as serious, obviously, as an ACL would be. But yeah, I mean, time's a tick in here, right? Like March 23rd, before you know it, uh, is upon us, not to mention you just want him to be in game shape. You want him playing for Bayern. You want him to be able to show up to the camp healthy. And this this is a very important game. I've said this many times on this show. This is a one-and-done game against Trinidad and Tobago. They win. They get to compete in Copa America this summer, which is massive because with them being one of the three nations hosting the FIFA World Cup in 2026, they don't have to qualify. But what that also means is they lose out on all these qualifying matches and experience and, you know, really playing competitive games. So to be in Copa America is a massive deal. And if you don't have him in your lineup, that's also a really huge loss. And yes, they've won games before without him, but I ain't taking that kind of, it's one of those where you'd rather have him than not like, Hey, can the Oilers win without McDavid or Drysdale? Sure. (laughs) But you want them in there to, to increase your chances. So yeah, you want Davies in there. So this is not good news. And I also just feel for the athlete guys. I mean, you know, I don't I, I I kind of fear and I hate to say it because, you know, yes, a lot of this stuff gets talked about by the media. I am the media, but I do worry about the reputation. Can you stay healthy for long periods of time? 
dynamic athlete, but you know, are you going to spend, I don't know, you're going to spend the money. Maybe Real Madrid looks at that and goes, Oh, can he stay healthy? I mean, I don't know. I just think it's always stuff that, you know, people behind the scenes will at least talk about if he can't stay healthy. And this is kind of becoming his reputation, which is unfortunate. Yeah, no, I I think for sure when you talk the millions and millions of dollars some of the teams are looking at for transfer fees and stuff, it it becomes part of the equation. It doesn't become the main part, but it just becomes part of the equation. And, and hopefully for him and for Canada, uh, he is ready to roll uh, before the uh, the game on the twenty third. Um, uh, some other news uh, when we talk uh, international play: Jesse Fleming, uh, she moved from Chelsea to Portland of the NWSL. Uh, basically, I got to think this is all about playing time, correct? hundred percent. Um, you know, J- Jesse Fleming, it was huge for her to go on over to Chelsea in the earlier days. You know, she fought to be in the starting 11, managed to get that uh, position and, and was playing pretty consistent minutes, was part of, uh, you know, the huge year a couple years ago where they went on to win the treble. And you could see that in her play when she showed up with the national team. She was just a completely different player, had all kinds of confidence. And, you know, of course, she had all kinds of experience and she was getting it at one of the best clubs with Chelsea. But then for some reason, her time was dwindling, especially in league play. Wasn't guaranteed she'd be in the starting 11. Then she'd come off the bench. And then in some some other outside competition play, she might get in the full 90. But it was just not consistent She's still young, but at 25 years of age, you're also looking at your career going, it should be going up my minutes. They should not be going down. And the opportunity presented itself for her to join the NWSL, which is just growing leaps and bounds. As we know, they too just, they signed that new four-year deal, broadcast deal, um, which is going to create more exposure. Obviously, they hope generate more revenue. It's pumping in more money as well um, from the networks. So you start to just see the growth of this league and, why wouldn't she want to join Portland, which is also a championship caliber club? And yeah, like the Olympics are coming up this summer. And she knows that she's going to be wearing that armband, especially with Christine Sinclair. I'm, I'm saying that. I, I'm making a very educated guess. She's okay. wearing that armband. She is the next captain. Okay. I mean, unless unless something else completely happens. But uh, she knows that a lot of eyes are going to be on her. She knows a lot's going to be expected of her. She's going to be driving that midfield. So you want to be as prepared as possible if you're Jesse Fleming. And again, the only way you're going to do that is by getting quality minutes in a quality league. So I think this is great news for her. It's great news for Canadian fans um, who want to see them go out and defend their gold medal at the Paris Olympics. And I think she just also recognizes the, the like what's expected of her. So she has to be uh, primed and ready to go. Andy, you mentioned her carrying the torch after Sinclair. Now, she goes to Portland. How much of that was Sinclair? Was there influence there? Or was this, you know what, a business decision? It's the best team to go to for me anyway, and it's a little bonus that Christine think- Sinclair has, you know, has been there for so long. Oh, yeah. And I think it's a little bit of both. Um, there's obviously teams out there that are all very competitive. I would still say that it's a league of parity. Um, but Portland is just two years removed from their championship and they still do have a lot of talent um, on that roster. And I think some of it is familiarity. Obviously, it's nice to be able to play and continue to learn under Christine Sinclair, especially the leadership role, as much as they're going to be focused on the Portland Thorns. She can just continue on a regular basis now to pick Sinclair's brain about what it takes to lead a national team. Uh, Janine Becky, another Canadian, a forward who uh, you know should be ready to go soon, recovering from her ACL injury that she suffered last year, then unfortunately had her miss the World Cup. She's on the Portland Thorns. That's somebody Jesse Fleming's going to be connecting with 
at the Olympics, right? So why not just create this type of chemistry and relationship with your professional team? So when you get to the Olympics, it's just second nature, uh, the two of you out on the pitch together. So I think there's, um, there's a lot of, you know, Portland is a competitive team, but at the same time, you have some teammates there, one that you can just learn leadership from and the other one who you can continue to develop chemistry with uh, when the big tournaments come. Two-parter. Vancouver got seven games, World Cup. Yeah. Toronto, no, yeah, Toronto has six. Yeah. We have 13 altogether. Should we be happy about this? The finals are going to be played in New Jersey at MetLife Stadium. I think they're going to call it New York, New Jersey for international purposes. Yeah. Why? So first part, should we be happy in Canada and why MetLife Stadium? Oh, yeah. I mean, everyone's ecstatic. I think we always knew... Terry, that, uh, uh, you know, with the three countries hosting Mexico, U.S. and uh, and Canada, that the other two were going to get a huge portion of those games, and in particular, the United States. It just has to do with infrastructure as well. They have those types of large stadiums already. They also have the money, the dollars to be able to go out and change any of those stadiums that currently have turf. It's not that difficult for them. They have the money uh, to be able to just go ahead and, and put real grass in. Because that's what it's going to take. You know, I mean, in FIFA, you it, that's the rule. You have to have grass. You cannot have uh, turf. So to have 13 games is very exciting. Obviously, if you're in the Montreal market, they pulled out. Like, it's just disappointing. I'm sure other places, like I know there was rumor that there could be games in Montreal and in Edmonton. And unfortunately, those didn't pan out. Um, but it's huge. And also, you know, so of the 13 games, three of them are going to be knockout games too. So I think Toronto is in a round of 32. And Vancouver will host a round. 32 in round of 16, because this is also the first time they're going to 48 teams. Yes. So, yeah, so it, the competition itself has actually increased as well. This is really exciting. I mean, now we start talking dollars and cents and how much does the city have to spend? How much is the city going to make? And, you know, you also mentioned, uh, you know, MetLife Stadium. So New Jersey is going to be hosting it. They've been pushing hard. Obviously, they keep talking about their proximity to New York. So global you know, tourism coming on in. Everyone wants to go to the Big Apple. So from a touristy point of view, it also makes sense. But I was going online and some of these people who are like in Hoboken, they're like, yeah, I can't wait to rent out my apartment for $75,000 because they know people will pay these incredible amounts of money just to come and watch a World Cup final. Mm. So you've got a lot of people who are rubbing their hands together. Hey, if that, I'll tell you right now, if that ended up happening down the street for me, I wouldn't even bat an eye. I'm like, yeah, Place this can cost you fifty grand right here, <laughs> yeah. one night. What? But I'll throw in parking for free. But you got to pay fifty yeah, grand. I They're agree. gonna try to make money like crazy. But yeah, the, I mean, MetLife. It makes sense. It's huge. Um, it's open, right? They always love the, the open stadium because it's a big other thing they talked about is other stadiums in the states closed roof. Kind of feels like you know, mm. eh, you want summer. You want to feel like you're outside. Although the players will be roasting probably in in, in a New Jersey summer, but it's okay. Like I think. I think it's all it all makes sense and I think there's there there is a lot to be excited about for sure. Andy Petrillo uh, joins us. Andy the uh, CONCACAF Champions Cup uh, begins this week. There's the two Canadian teams. Um what what are you expecting uh this week in that uh, CONCACAF Cup and and kind of maybe you know the, just a priest cur- cursor with everything that's going on in the CPL. Yeah. Um well I mean obviously the the two CPL teams Forge and Cavalry they're in it. And it's the first time ever you're going to see two CPL teams in this competition, which is also pretty huge. Forge obviously has more experience because they've won the title, uh, the CPL title, four times. And the previous three times that they've won it, 
they were, you know, granted um, access into this competition. So what I expect from Forge, who's taking on Guadalajara, so they're taking on Chivas, strong team uh, in Liga MX, but they have faced Mexican sides before. They just finished their training camp in Mexico, where they played a couple games against tier three Mexican sides. But there's a familiarity there for Forge and this tournament. So they kind of understand the grind. They understand the pressure, um, the environment, like nothing's really going to be new to them. They're hosting the first leg. It'll be a Tim Hortons field in Hamilton. The second leg, uh, they'll go back to Mexico, but I'm expecting a really good competition from a team that continues to show that it is the one to beat in the CPL. It is the, the, the cream of the crop. It truly is already. We're talking about in this brand still baby league, that they've created a dynasty. They've won four of the first five titles and there's been very little turnover. So I do expect Forge um, to put up a good fight, you know, on Wednesday night, that game will go at seven, by the way, both these games, you can still see on one soccer. And then later on at, uh, in the evening, uh, 10 p.m. ET, my time. So obviously earlier where you are, Vancouver, uh, the Vancouver Whitecaps, the MLS side, uh, will be in action against Tigris. So a uh, bit of a, a, you know, once again, a Mexican side for them. Vancouver, just like Forge, experience playing in this competition. This is going to be their fourth time doing so. Uh, they lost last year in the quarterfinals to another MLS side, LA. They've added uh, some players as well. This should be a, a strong side. Again, they should put up some good competition. And they're actually, so they temporarily changed their name to the Vancouver Island Whitecaps. Because I, if you recall, when it was announced that they'd be playing the game on Wednesday, the home and garden show is at BC Place. So they can't even play at home. They have to go to the island. Uh, they're playing actually where CPL side Pacific calls home, but they're embracing it. They're completely embracing it. They're like, we are Vancouver's team. Like no matter what. So it doesn't matter where we are in Vancouver. We are Vancouver's team. Uh, apparently 90% already sold uh, the tickets for Wednesday's match. So if you're listening, get on out there if you want to have uh, taken a good match. But I, I'm expecting really good things from the reigning Canadian champion. So it's all around pretty exciting if you are a, a Canadian soccer fan. And uh, one last one. Uh, MLS has uh, the big tour, right? Um, you know, they're in Hong Kong and all these places. And I was reading online with Messi and uh, they were booing the whole game because he doesn't show up. And and uh, now, you know, so now just because you say you're scheduling a game. Now, if you're Inter Milan, most people are like, okay, Messi plays in the team. If I buy a ticket, I want to see Messi play. So when you do these type of tours, Andy, you got to you gotta be smart as a team, do you not? And at least play them for like, sub them out after 50 minutes or something. Don't, like, people aren't going, no offense, to watch Inter, you know, Miami play without uh, Messi. They're just not, right? Like, it's it's obvious why they're going. And so I get the backlash and I wonder, you know, uh, like David Beckham comes out to try to tell the fans to quiet down and they're just basically giving them the screw you, like as if, right? So it was a debacle. It, you know what? And I'm not naive either. I know that people are, are when they buy tickets now to watch Inter Miami, they're not buying no. because they're MLS fans. A lot of them, it's because they want to see Lionel Messi. Yes. In fact, there's been footage of fans going to watch Inter Miami. And when he gets subbed out, the cameras go on over and you just see a swarm of people leaving the stadium. Like they don't care about the game. They don't care about the outcome. They saw Messi. He got subbed out. Now they're leaving. But here's where I am a little concerned. And, and quite honestly, I, I hate bringing up concerns without then offering up solutions. I hate being that person. But let me just say that I'm keeping my eye on this because I am, I'm a wee bit concerned. Because last year, for example, Inter Miami was taking on Chicago Fire. 
Messi is human, right? So he was dealing with an injury and they made the announcement beforehand that he wasn't going to be playing. And the Chicago Fire offered, they didn't offer refunds, but they offered um, like uh, some, some money to go towards a future game, Yeah, right? I just think you have to be careful because A, you could set a precedent. What's the kind of message that you're sending? Because I mean, in the world of hockey, as we know, you buy a ticket to, to watch the Oilers. There's no doubt that I'm going to the game because I want to see Connor McDavid. But if Connor McDavid's injured, am I allowed to stomp my feet and throw my toys out of the playpen and demand my money back? Like at some point, there has to be messaging that you are there to watch the game. And we really keep our fingers crossed and pray that the player you want to see is playing. But this is also sport where it's physical. And Lionel Messi was on the bench for that Hong Kong game, but he was injured. So they didn't want to bring him out. But I think they still kind of paraded him on the bench just for people to see him. But that clearly did not satisfy the Hong Kong fan base because they're like, we want him out there. But I guess that you got to be careful because athletes get injured. And I just feel like that's also um, wrong messaging that the league could be sending, that if you continue to to market it like, yeah, you're coming to see this guy because, again, health is out of your control. And then also, I hope they don't put just like an insane amount of pressure on this guy. And I know that there's a fan base out there because I've heard, I'm sure you hear it. If you try to defend an athlete eh, the money they're making, I don't care. Well, guess what else doesn't care about the money he's making though? His ACL. Guess what else doesn't care about the money he's making, right? Like an ankle injury. So if he's injured, he's injured. What do you want? I don't care if he's making a gajillion dollars a year. If he's, if his, if his body's breaking down, you can't put him out there. And I just think they have to be careful because I feel like MLS They've got this cash cow and they're really trying to milk it. But I think now they're going to end, you know, I mean, he's also older. We're not <laughs> talking about a 25 year old messy either. Like you just got to be really careful here because things can get nasty. Yeah. Andy, as always, great stuff. We appreciate it. Have yourself a good week. You too, guys. That's uh, Andy Petrillo from uh, CBS and uh, one soccer. Uh, Tiara, what do you make of that? If like, I, hey, if it's a league game, it's totally different. But if you're going on a tour to Hong Kong, you're inter Miami. The only reason you're going is because you have Lionel Messi. Make no mistake about that. So to me, it's kind of like know your audience. I totally agree with you. I get it if it's a league game and sometimes, I mean, <clears throat> what bothers me in, in basketball when people started to, um, what they call it, time management? Or yeah. What was it? Game management. Yeah, yeah, right? And because that year, load management, the, sorry, load, management. load management, whatever year Kawhi was in Toronto, I went up to see a game Now he wasn't injured. He just took time off. Now, I know they ended up winning it. I get the motivation. But in that situation, I'm like, you know, I, people like it, everything isn't about just winning that final game of the year. There's also got to you know, you play to your fans. There's a reason there's a fan base. So from that perspective, I uh, whenever it's a league game, unless the player is injured, I think part of their duty is to play this situation. But, you know, there's injuries, right? There's injuries. But this situation going on a tour specifically to parade the one player that isn't playing, you know, I can understand totally why they're upset. And uh, I love watching soccer or football, as, as, as many would call it. But uh, I would be equally as upset. You know, you want to see, uh, in you want to see a good game, obviously. But Lionel Messi is the reason that they bought a ticket right in the first place. I love it. Uh, when we come back, uh, we'll get to Ryan's rant and more on Jason Greger show on Sports fourteen forty live on Orders Nation YouTube and Facebook, presented by PlayAlberta.ca. Hey.
4.32. How are you? Welcome back to the Jason Greger Show, Sports 1440. Orders Nation YouTube and Facebook. As always, presented by PlayAlberta.ca. Our text line is humming today, 833-401-1440 in our E-Well inbox. Uh, we'll get to more of those. But uh, first, it's time for another uh, Ryan's rant or uh, Terry's tale. You don't know which one you get. You get a rant or a tale. Either one. Uh, brought to you by Action Electrical. And hey, trust me, we're in February now. You got to take action. You've been sitting there. You've been like, you know what? I got to get that solar put on my place. Been waiting for it, thinking about it. Well, guess what? You have a $5,600 grant from the federal government, but it evaporates. Gone. At the end of this month. So, and then, and then you're still going to want to get solar, but you just won't have the $5,600 savings. So, order it now. Can help you out. Actionelectrical.net. Here's Ryan's rant. Thank you, Jason. So I was going to originally talk about the All-Star game and the positive vibes, and I think I've touched on that a little bit, and I don't want to waste your listeners' time. Then I realized it was John Don Cherry's 90th birthday, and I was going to go there, but I will just give him a shout-out because uh, he's meant a lot to me and was always nice when uh, I was in Toronto. He even took me on Hockey Night in Canada one time for an interview, my last game. Really? Or so my, oh, he did. Oh, nice. My last game pro was in Orlando. It was 03, so it had been four years since I'd been to the NHL for a game, and, and I had that ankle injury. I went over to Europe to play ball hockey. I was at the World Championships. It was when Ray Bork won, and, and, and when Ray Bork rose the cup with Colorado, we were all watching. We loved it. By the time it went to Cherry after the game, the first thing he said before any of that, he said, I just want people to know that my buddy Terry Ryan's in the minors and got, even though he's injured, he, he won a championship with the Orlando Seals. So that meant a lot to me, okay? Um, but there's one thing that came up, and, and really, I, I could never thank Don enough. I ended up grapes, I guess people call him. Um, I, the last time I saw him was on Wolf Island. That's off of, of Kingston. And we were over, I was over there to do a, uh, uh, it was a bunch of authors talk. I forget what you call it. It was a writer's, writer's, Alliance, Writers Something Forum. Sure. Anyway, we were out in the park. We were talking. There was a... It's the weekend I met Gord Downey. It was very special to me. So Don Cherry holds a place in my heart. But I don't think I'm going to get much of a chance to ever tell you this story because it's about my buddy Greg Bird Dog Smith, who's passed away now. And I'm not going to say... He's not relevant because he is in my life and everything else, but I just don't think there will be a chance to give me a reason to speak about him. So this is as good a time as any because when I told you I saw Sean Thornton, mm-hmm. Sean Thornton still considers Greg Bird Dog Smith his most influential player and friend ever that he played with. Now, Bird Dog was crazy, okay, on the ice. Bird had – he's the most suspended player ever. I remember seeing that in the hockey news. Remember they had the, the plus and minus section? Yeah. It's while we were playing with him. And the, I remember the first game in – First game I ever played for the Canadians in, like, an exhibition sense with the rookies. Okay, you know how the rookies came with The rookies from Toronto would play the rookies from uh, Montreal every camp I was at. So I guess that would be five. And this was right after I signed. So I guess I'd played exhibition games the year before. But this year I was going into the American Hockey League. So... I don't. I don't really know. I mean, I know who the NHL stars were. I, th- I like. I think I'd heard of Bird Dog, but I, I. I didn't really know what he was all about. And I found out now. Bird's 
yeah, he's fairly tough. If you if you if you go to the YouTube searching for great fights, you probably won't see them. You'll see a lot of fights, but Bird was just crazy and in the moment could spontaneously chop you over the head, slew foot you like whatever. I mean, not great stuff, but part of probably the reason he got drafted, he was so unpredictable. So I go around him like in maybe the it was definitely my first shift. I remember this. I'm sitting next. So what happened was. We, as the Montreal Canadian rookies, were playing in Timmins, Ontario. We went Timmins, New, Lick, New Liskard, back to Timmins, Northern Tour, they called it. So we were on the bench, and, I were, and so the, we had a few veterans dressed. I remember at least Jerry Fleming and Craig Conroy, guys who'd been in pro, not NHL veterans. Some of them had played a little bit, but guys who were a little bit older that were on pro contracts that had played a little bit in the A or the NHL. So Jerry, I remember being 30 or 31, he played. And one of the guys on the other team that was dressed in that capacity was Bird Dog. So I play the left side, but I like to take it over and kind of, you know, especially if you're breaking out, I, I like to swing in, in, into my and, and come up on my offside and maybe try to go to the outside on the, on the D-man. So I did that, and it would only happen a couple of times a game that I would cross over to that side of the ice and try it. But it was one of the angles I like to take to the net. So... I, I don't know, uh, instinctively I saw Bird Dog, either he was hungover, not trying, or he didn't have the best foot speed anyway. But, I mean, this guy had played NHL games quite a few at that point. So I'm sure it wasn't purely my speed. But I went around him. I went around him, I put it under his stick, got it, and I went around I enough to be able to bring it over in front and shoot it. It wasn't a great shot, and he tried to put me through the boards, but he missed. He went to the post. So I came to the bench, and Jerry said, like, yeah, you don't want to do that again. I said, don't want to do what? I said, yeah, that, he said, that guy over there, Bird Dog? I said, yeah, he slashed me pretty hard there in the first period. You know, dickhead. And he said, no, 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 like, don't don't go around him. <laughs> I said, are you kidding me? What you, this team drafted me. The guys are here scouting me. What do you think they drafted me for? He said, you'll want to lay up and take a shot in that position. Like, Jerry, screw off. I'm going to do it. He's vulnerable. I'm doing it. So anyway, I don't even... Again, it was absurd to me not to try to go around somebody. I, you might tell me he's going to come after me. Okay, I'm ready. But uh, it was absurd. Again, the tough guys I played against, Wade Belak, I don't know, Surrey, Chara, none of them you know, would, would really, I mean, they, they all played you tough, but just for going around them. So Bird Dog, I, I do the same thing. It's probably the next period by now, and I think we were on a power play. So, like, I wasn't even really thinking that same play but i happened to find myself on the outside coming in against bird dog so again we're power play so really i should kind of stop in the zone and set it up but he gave me so much room and again i think it's a foot speed but now he knows i'm going to try it so i went around he broke his stick off on my ankle okay and it's lucky that it was on a certain part of the skate if it was laces i'm, I'm out and i freak i'm freaking out we come out the next shift and I, I didn't get hurt, so I brought my stick and I put it right in his face. I said, Bird Dog, we're going to play against each other a lot, and I'm telling you right now that if you do me wrong, I'm going to poke you right in the eye with this. I don't care. I'm as crazy as you are, MFR. Remember that. And he just went, huh, and he threw me. Now, looking back, I realized I got a bit of respect for that, but I, at the time, I was really pissed off. So we play against each other for a couple of years, and... To the boy's word, he, he didn't ever try to come at me. He had a lot of chances. St. John's and Fredericton were exhibition, playoffs, regular season. I must have played against him two dozen times if I played against him once the, ne the rest of the next couple of years. 
And same thing, play me hard, but I mean, other guys he took vicious penalties on. So, to the point, we're in Freddie at the end of this, and, and, and uh, this bout of me and him playing against each other, my second year pro, and he comes, we're on the ice in Freddie a little bit late. Uh, it's practice, it's, it's uh, sorry, playoffs. And I guess we were supposed to get off at 10.15 or so he thought, and we were still on. Uh, and I'd gone in the room, actually, I was playing that night, but the rookies were getting skated, the guys who weren't in the lineup, like call-up guys like Eric Schwinard and Mike Ribeiro from Junior, uh, and the goalies were out there. Anyway, Dave Morissette comes in, he says, Bird Dog is going crazy, crazy, come out. I go out, and he's he's on our ice, taking slap shots at Roly Melanson, the goalie coach. We go down, they're, they're, I, you know, I'm behind the bench, I can see the puck going off the home sign behind our bench. Boom, boom, boom. I'm going, my God, this guy is nuts. I mean, I knew to that point that he's, he's, he's a crazy hockey player that can use his stick like an axe. But this is way over the top. I'm like, if he's the most suspended player now, he's going to get 50 games for this. Sure enough, he's playing that night. I, I just... Can't believe it. Now, Bird Dog. So he was without, shooting pucks at your bench because he was basically on saying you our guys. our ice. We still had the ice. We were out there. Our guys were. Now, according to Rowley and the guys at the time, the, the, the Zamboni was coming on at 10.15. He thought it was supposed to come on at 10.05 because they were going on the ice at 10.15. Oh. So it was a misunderstanding, but Bird just brought their pucks on our ice and started because they were waiting there with their gear <laughs> shooting on. Shooting at on. guys to get off the ice. Shooting at guys. Oh, yeah. I mean, just crazy. I remember once I saw him. It was during that bout. Something happened, and we were out for lunch. Um, we had a day off at some point, and we were at Dolan's uh, getting some wings, having a beer. A few guys on our team were there. They walked in. We don't really hang out with each other, but it didn't mean a big deal. Hey, what's going on, Thority? I'll probably go out here tomorrow, like laugh. Right, Ryan Pepperall, DJ Smith was there. So we're kind of mingling, and I went over to the table. And I was like, guys, before we leave, all good. And I think a few weeks before, we'd all met in Hartford with the same sort of situation. They were playing the next night. And some of the boys bought me a beer or something. So I went over. I said, hey, let's play hard tomorrow, boys. Everything good. Um, bygones be bygones here. Here's a, here's a round of wings or, or a pile of wings for you and a couple of beers, right? And then Bird Dog, he, he slides the wings back at me. And he says, uh, I'll buy my own beer and wings, thanks. I said, Okay. <laughs> And he said, get the F out of here. So, okay. Thought so. Thought I was on his good side. Maybe I'm not. Anyway, I go off. The chaos happens. He ends up eloping with, with a local girl here, Tammy. He stays here. We're the last pro team that he played on the St. John's Maple Leafs. The next team I actually play on the St. John's Maple Leafs, I'm, on a, uh, I'm, I'm loaned out by Montreal, and I'm playing on the Leafs. I'm not on an NHL uh, contract with them, but I'm on an AHL. So Bird there, and he gets fired for our team for ta for taking David Nemirovsky, <laughs> grabbing him, and saying, "You better, you better, basically, you know, show some balls out there next time, whatever it would." Someone's agent called somebody. Bird, Bird ended up getting fired. There is a story there, but I don't want to waste more time. And anyway, just on the ice, anything around the game, just ruthless. And this guy, but someone that you oddly respected, but off the ice, an absolute teddy bear. I told you about the Friday nights that we have with my dad and everything. The only person that ever brought in my, my mom a bottle of wine. No one ever did anything for mom. She's always upstairs watching. the. He's that kind of guy. Would come in, played a year of senior hockey after you retired. The whole year he played for lumber and moose meat. Everybody else getting a few hundred bucks a game at least. He's playing for moose meat. Would go downtown with his rubber boots on. He's from Mississauga, but loved Newfoundland. So Bird Dog was dying three years ago, okay? And he had, had prostate cancer. He didn't catch it early enough. And, uh, you know, we, we were hanging around with him, and there was a lot of sad feelings at first. 
And he said, no, we're not going to do that now, guys. We're going to hang out like we do. And every Friday, Saturday, we're going to go down to George Street. We're going to go to Kelly's. We're going to go to the Ellen Lager Green Sleeves. We're going to hang out. Okay, sure enough, Bird. We find out. He goes, uh, we, Tammy tells us it's worse than we thought. And he's next time we go out to his house, he's in a hospital bed in his living room. He doesn't want to go to the hospital, uh, even though it could probably extend his life a little bit. And now here's this big 230-in-shape guy that's probably 170 pounds, right? So... But we still went down. I remember he was almost shaken. He was so skinny. And we were on the deck of Atomic. And I started to go, Bird, I just want to tell you what I think of you. But no, I know, Terry. Now, here's your Bud Light. Took my Bud Light. Jeremy Hart's next to me. Tammy. A few of our buddies are showing up. We had our Bud Light with them, knowing this might be the last time we see the Bird. Right? So we hung on. I mean, his belt, his pants didn't fit. It was such a vulnerable way to spit but he didn't care he just wanted he, he wanted to be treated the same and we tr we treated him the same knowing that bird was probably on his way out real soon so bird dies two days later and we go to kelly's for a, we have a lot of irish funerals they would they would call them here where there was a nice little wake thing but very very short and sweet and he put his ashes at the, at the at, up on the at the bar of Kelly's, which is downtown on George Street, one of the places that he hung out. We went to each of them during the night. Started at Kelly's. So we were all telling bird dog stories. We walk in the door. Things there. We, there there's music being played. It's, it's more of a celebration than anything, although it was very poignant because it, it's almost like we didn't want it to get too sad because bird was still there with us, and we knew he wouldn't want that, right? It was really kind of weird. But anyway, as we're telling stories... I buy a round for everybody. It's whoever's there first. Maybe there was 14 or 15. I said, okay, I'm going to get that round. We'll start start the right way. So whatever we order, pass them out. And the girl comes over and she said, no, don't worry about that. I said, well, what do you mean don't worry about it? She said, it's on Bird Dog. So <laughs> before he died, he put a 1000 bucks on the bar for us. <laughs> and I thought, yeah, I just thought, oh. what an absolute beauty way to go out Ooh. by a beauty guy who was, was often missed. If you only saw his actions on the ice and they were ruthless, they were ruthless. Uh, I, I think you would probably only get half the story because you can't deny that was his personality. He's doing it. But any time that it came to, you know, just being in a social situation and, and, and talking it out and I guess he treated his friends, way to put it is he, he treated his friends like gold and we appreciated it, and we didn't see that coming, but it was a fantastic way for Bird Dog to go out. And Thorty hadn't heard that story, so I told Thorty this weekend, and I figured uh, being stuck for Orion's rant, this one would suffice, and it's a good way to publicly send off my good buddy Greg the Bird Dogsmith. There you go. It's actually a good move to uh, leave. Uh, you got some buddies that are, you know they're going to go there. You, you surprise them with that. That's a, ooh, that's a really good move. I kind of like that. I like that a lot. Uh, uh, we'll take a quick break. We'll come back. We've got five questions. Spec and then a little scouting on Aiden Hill with Kevin Woodley on The Gregor Show presented by PlayAlberta.ca. 4.50. Welcome back. Jason Gregor Show on Sports 1440. Orders Nation uh, YouTube and Facebook. And it's time for five questions brought to you by The Brick. Where you can get uh, 60, that's a 6-0% off of sofas when you buy the latching, uh, matching muffs of cedar chair. You can also get up to 25% uh, off bedroom and dining furniture right now at thebrickandthebrick.com. It's time for five questions on The Jason Greger Show. 
All right, guys, question number one. Was there a highlight for you individually for over the uh, NHL's All-Star Weekend? You're going to think I'm crazy when I say these words, and I never thought they'd come out of my mouth. But, of course, everything that I've mentioned so far was a highlight. Meeting Killer Gilmore, uh, well, I'd met him briefly, but having a deep conversation, and my dad as well, and, you know, Stephen Brunt's a good friend, and, and going on some podcasts and seeing the Chicklets guys and some authority. So many things that I could answer was my favorite part. But from outside looking in, after talking to everybody, it's Justin Bieber being there. There was such a vibe. I don't know Will Arnett and Tate McRae and all kind and, and Michael Bublé and everything that happened there, but there was a huge vibe, and everybody from out of town was talking about Biebs. I'm not the biggest fan. I don't despise the guy or anything. I don't love his music, but it certainly added a lot of international kind of outside of hockey flavor to have him there. Uh, I'll be honest, Konza. The only thing I watched was the uh, was the skills competition um, yesterday because I was I was out of town. Although, by the way, it was on in Arizona on ESPN. I should say that for anybody uh, who's wondering if uh, all the festivities were on. I just wasn't uh, sitting around in my hotel room. But I would say from what I watched, I just I thought I, honestly I, I thought the shootout competition was unique because it was a minute straight of a uh, goalie versus the player. I hadn't seen that, so I, I kind of like that. Question number two for you guys today. When the Oilers hit the ice tomorrow in Vegas coming off the break, uh, what do you think the biggest challenge will be for them? Uh, well, hey, you, you, you try to pick up where you've left off being a dominant defensive team. They've only allowed 18 goals in 14 games, man. That's crazy. Like th- They had a week earlier this year. They allowed 17 goals in three games in November. And they had a stretch where four, 18 goals in four games. It's 18 goals in 14 games. So to me, if you can pick up kind of where you left off there defensively, man, that's going to be, uh, that's going to be huge for their success. In the market for investment worthy bags, watches, and fine jewelry, Rebag is the answer. Rebag is a luxury resale platform where each piece is carefully inspected by experts to ensure quality and authenticity. Use Rebag to buy and sell finds from the world's top brands, including Louis Vuitton, Chanel, and Cartier. Head to Rebag.com and get up to 15% off your first purchase as a member with code REBAGNEW. Shop today at Rebag.com. That's R-E-B-A-G.com. And use promo code REBAGNEW for up to 15% off your first purchase as a member. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. 
because it's been a main reason why they have won 16 straight. Yeah, like, you know, I could say that the time off, and everybody's had the time off, you know, so shaking out the uh, cobwebs or whatever, but that's every team. For the Oilers, I think it's exactly that. Like, when you're in a defensive run, it's one thing to be offensive, and you can kind of get that back immediately. The best players are going to go do that. But to be uh, consistently great defensively is a hard thing to do, especially if you have a huge time off in between. Question number three for you guys. Uh, is there a team in the NHL right now as we head into the unofficial second half of the season that you think is poised to go on a run or stumble down the stretch? Yeah, I, um, I'm i going to say Pittsburgh. I don't know. I, and I'm not saying stumble. I don't know about a run, but no one knows if they're going to make the playoffs. But I've... Uh, I've just got too much confidence in Sidney Crosby and some in the supporting cast, but I don't know. I'm gonna I'm gonna hope because I um, I'm not a huge Pittsburgh fan, but uh, a run I, I don't really know about a run, but I think they're gonna get into the playoffs. How about that? How about that? Uh, the Philadelphia Flyers. Unfortunately, I think the uh, the slipper fell off uh, a few weeks before the All Star break, and I don't uh, I think their foot has grown. The slipper is not coming back on, so uh, I think it's. Uh, it's done for them. And question number four for you guys here. Uh, with uh, last week being a little bit slow personally, uh, outside of TV shows we caught up on, I really got into watching the OKC Thunder. A uh, very fun team to watch. Is there any team, any sport that you know you don't actively cheer for, but you really do enjoy watching? Dude, OKC Thunder are legit <laughs> exciting to watch. You kill me, Shy Gilgus Alexander, one of the best players in the game. He happens to be Canadian. So I actually I catch a lot of their games, so I, I don't want to copy you on that. But uh, this year it's actually been the Timberwolves. I, I found myself watching more Timberwolves games. Uh, for me, I've two things I didn't think I'd watch so much is uh, the San Antonio Spurs. I like watching Wemby play. Okay. Uh, and... I've, I've, since I've started to get to know the supporting cast a little bit, and even though they're not a great team, uh, there's some familiarity, and I think they're, well, I think this guy's star is only going to rise, and maybe those players around him as well. Um, and uh, the the PWHL, I, I mean, I knew I'd support it, but I really do. I wouldn't have said anything if I didn't like the product, because I, I want the players to get ahead and do well, including Maggie Connors from St. John's, Newfoundland, one of my friends. But I really do. It's more physical than I thought, and uh, it's certainly very entertaining. And a final question for you guys. Since Gregor was down in Arizona catching Post Malone over the weekend, uh, what was the best concert you've ever been to? God, you know, that's, um, I could give you a lot of answers, but because my daughter was with me a few years ago, no, geez, a year and a half ago in the summer, we were going up to Toronto just to take in a Toronto weekend to the zoo, to a Jays game, you know, whatever. I got some buddies up there, and we were on the plane. My buddy Connor Donahue uh, said, hockey player as well, said, yeah, we're going to the Eagles tonight. So I called in a favor to my buddy Dave Roper, who's an equipment manager in Toronto, and he knew someone who knew someone who knew somebody, and we ended up getting last-minute tickets. And when we sat down, we were looking right at the stage. It was the Eagles, and the Eagles came out, and one of our favorite songs is uh, Hotel California since she's been a kid. and um, Well, she is a kid since she's been 
as old enough to remember. And he looked, and it was a stage that kind of went three ways. At each point, they'd be facing somewhere different. And they have, he, he sat down, Don Henley took out his drum kit, and they all pointed right at us, and they were right in front of us playing Hotel California. So that was the best moment, and I think by extension, the best concert. It's a good question, Cons. I, oof, I've been lucky to see. Uh, I didn't see a lot of concerts to the age of thirty. I think I'd seen uh, like two. Th- well, I'd seen the Hip twice, and uh, the Beach Boys. That'd been the extent of my concert going until I was thirty, and then uh, it was a late start. And then I got to see a lot. Um, I would say my favorite concert. Ooh, it's torn here. Um, Lady Gaga singing a cappella blew my mind. But I'm going to say the overall Prince concert and his ability and all the different instruments he played and just his wide range of what he could sing all over on the stage. Like, you know, it's too bad. It's like his legs kind of gave out, you you know, at the end. Unfortunately, there was just so much uh, trauma on all the legs. But, man, I would say the Prince concert was one of the more spectacular concerts I've ever seen. He was a magician with so many different instruments. It was it was highly, highly impressive. Cons, what about you? Uh, one for me that stood out, uh, Kanye West, he had uh, a tour with Rihanna, NERD, and Lupe Fiasco, uh, which was very enjoyable. I also had a great time at Lincoln Park in Las Vegas. Uh, kind of the atmosphere there at MGM. That was a really good time. So those will probably be the top two. Yeah. Guys, quick, quick note on the side there. This wouldn't qualify as a concert, but a bunch of years ago, there was a, there was a like a some a, a really minor kind of music festival. It was in uh, it was in Newfoundland. I forget the name of the place, but it's Sean Majumner's hometown. It's on the west coast in a tiny little town. And uh, anyway, we were out there, and Jim Cuddy was set to play, and we were on a boat, and we were going to go over it. Jeremy Charles, a, a world-renowned chef, was putting off a little. Um, smorgasbord for lack of a better way to put it like a little bit down the river and we took a boat to get there and the boat something happened and we had to pull over and wait for another one to come get us so while we did we broke out a blanket put some food out and there was a guitar and Jim Cuddy played for two hours with us it was only about seven people in the boat and he played a personal concert that that was if you want to call it a concert but that mm. was a nice little happening as well oh jeez yeah, that guy's a pretty good guitarist I like it TR Get yourself some sleep after a long weekend, and uh, we will chat with you on Thursday where the uh, we'll find out. The orders are either going to be tying a record and uh, going for a new one or uh, trying to start another winning streak. We'll see what happens. I really do hope they uh, hope they get there. Uh, thank you, Jason. Thank you, Connor. Thank you, Edmonton. See you guys again soon. That is uh, Terry Ryan, our Monday and Thursday co-host here on Sports 1440. It's time now for a sports update uh, brought to you by Booster Juice. Make sure you visit Booster Booster Juice today if your name is Chris or May, M-E-I. Because you'll get a free drink as part of their Names of the Day promotion every day in February. Download the Booster Rewards app to see if you're next. New day, okay, could be you. Right, the, the first few names, the first, we've seen Jennifer and Ashley and Ivana and David and Matt. Hey, who knows if you'll be next. Check it out, Booster Juice.